Hi, and welcome to the Silverline Podcast, an audio version pulled from the video stream we do a couple of times a week. My name is Roland Mann, and I'm the head honcho at Silverline, where we have a great time making fun comics that we think you'll enjoy. This episode is called Comic Toys Part 2. It's the Sunday Bunch. It originally aired September 6, 2020. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Silver Sunday on this September 6th. Yeah, this is our live stream. We're going to have fun. We're going to talk about something that uh, that I am not super familiar with tonight, but hopefully uh, hopefully the crew here will will help us help me out a bunch. But yeah, so we're going to we're going to have some fun and we're going to talk about uh, comic toys tonight. Uh, I am Roland Mann. I am the writer of Cat and Mouse and Trumps, and I am kind of the chief wrangler of this uh this this gaggle we call Silverline. They keep me up late at night, but it's something I enjoy very much. First on Murderer's Row here, we're just going to go as I see them. I'm not sure if you see them the same way. I guess I can go check. Is Curtis. Curtis, tell everybody who you are. I am Curtis Fujita. I'm the creative director at Silverline, uh, the editor on the Caleb series, and I'm also an artist uh, with experience in comic books, video games, and animation. So that's me. Sweet. And Curtis, I always have to remind you this. Curtis is working on his own project that is still a ways off to do. Oh, he's, he's, he's working on it now. <laughs> but he, he is in he is in the early stages of, of assembling his story, characters, and all that stuff. And just from what I know, it's exciting, and you're all going to love it. So we're anxious to see that that, that come to fruition, Curtis. Thank uh, you. Next on Murderer's Row is Barb. Barb, tell everybody who you are. My name is Barb Kelberg. I am the creator, co-writer, inker, and colorist for Divinity. I am the inker, which, which I'm, by the way, I'm working on right now. I'm inking. I am the inker for Cat and Mouse, and I am the CFO for Silverline. That's right. Many, many hats. Many hats. Pete, coming to us from um, across the pond. Tell people just, who you are. Just the one hat. Um, just, just a penciler. <laughs> uh, you can see me penciling in one of these corners somewhere, one of these boxes. Uh, yeah, so I'm the penciler on um, what we're calling Cat and Mouse. Uh, no, not Cat and Mouse. No. Not <laughs> I, was like, I, wow, just, I didn't know that. I just, <laughs> sorry, I just penciled the cover for that, and I'm like, that's what I've done. No, I'm the penciler on what we're calling Champion of Miss Fury. Yep. Um, right, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's all. Right. Hate following Bob. Bob does all these many things. <laughs> all these you know what? I just do I'll, one thing. I'll have to consider that next week, Pete, and, and introduce you first. <laughs> yeah, thanks. We're going to have to let you go first. <laughs> Top of the bill. Just does so, one thing. yeah, Pete. Pete is uh, Pete and Tommy, who are is the uh, art team. The well, the the line art team for uh, Champion of Mystery have just completed a cat and mouse cover. For this it. upcoming one, and it looks really good. I think I you guys saw are... it. It is awesome. Yeah, it is. It is very, very good. So I'm excited yes. about that. Um, we still have yet to get some colors on it, but hopefully that'll happen pretty soon. Uh, next up is uh, John Martin. John, tell everybody who you are. Uh, well, I'm the resident Viking, and um, he is not alive. <laughs> uh, I will say this though. Uh, right here now, we need to have a silver line shirt that says, I'm just a dot, yeah. dot, dot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <That'd be funny. laughs> 
Yeah. Um, but I'm the inker on Friar Rush. Great. Um, name you too now, huh? <laughs> I didn't say I was just an inker. I said I'm the inker on Friar Rush. Yeah, I never, ever, ever say just an inker. I will be no. really upset if you do that. Well, it's funny <laughs> because I will say this. As, as a writer, my much of my career has been at conventions has my experience has been people come up and talk to you oh this your new book blah, blah, blah. you talk oh did you draw it no no no, i didn't draw it oh you're just the writer mm-hmm. <laughs> yes yes i'm 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 just the writer yes that has but, been uh, my experience many many years so uh, yeah so john I, you're, I, you're anxious to get these books aren't you yeah oh man yeah yeah, yeah they, they look oh, good man. and uh, uh other than ahead. that i just draw things just draw things. That's right. <laughs> yep. So, uh, Cassisi and Oven both said hello. Uh, hi. Hello, Cassisi right. and Oven. Yes. Uh, good to see you guys, as always. Um, you guys feel free to ask us some questions. We may need your help um, this week. So, next on my list is uh, Mike W. Belcher. Mike, tell everyone who you are. Hey, everyone. I'm Mike Belcher. I am the letterer of Kalis, Twilight Grimm, and Divinity. And I'm also the creator and writer-artist of my own comic, Man in the Mask. Yes, which is very, very nice. Mike does a lot of our, our designs, too. He's the one who put together this really sweet trade dress up here that we are also fond of. Yeah, yeah. And everybody can be credited, and everybody can have their accolades. That's right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And next up is Aaron. Aaron, tell everybody who you are. I am the artist or penciler on Fire Rush, and I'm excited to get those books in my hand, at least one book. I want to see it. Uh, And I'm also working on my own comic, uh, which will be a graphic novel. So it'll be one book. It won't go on forever, and it'll be done next year. That's called Godlings. You can find it on Webtoons, my store, or whatever. That's what I'm doing. And then hopefully in the future, we'll be doing more stuff for Silverline, much more involved. Yes, we, we, we have our fingers crossed there. And if you were a backer for for Fire Rush and Bloodline, you should have uh, you should have gotten your digital uh, copies of Godlings one through five. Yes, that should whet your appetite so that you can uh, beg Aaron for more and get him to to finish this. So yes, so you enjoy that. And last but not least, making her Silverline streaming debut is Roberta Conroy. Roberta, Hello. do you want to tell everybody who you are? Hi, my name is Roberta Conroy. I am just a colorist. <laughs> which, can make, them at this point. which can make or break a book, by the way. That's it right. could. Yeah. It could. Yeah. But this very fun project, Pendulum, you will see shortly. I will put it up in a little bit. So nice yep. to be here. So and and for those of you those of you who may not be in the know, we talked a little bit about this. Uh, just before we started, uh, Roberta is another one of those those very fond Malibu connections that uh, that we've talked about here uh, frequently. Many of us, uh, many of the uh, how do I say this? Many of Malibuites, the, the se- yeah, the more yeah. seasoned people here uh, ha- have hey, those. Have those have those Malibu connections and. Uh, Roberta was one of the uh, one of the many colorists at the Malibu. So, yeah. and the Great story is the story of what I was telling uh, before we started. The story of how this happened, right? 
So, and I don't remember, Roberta, you might remember, you, you responded to something about, and someone must have posted an image or something, and you responded to something. It might have been somebody posting something about Ultraverse. And your response said something like, I miss coloring. Yeah. <laughs> At which point in time, I sent you a direct message that says, so how badly do you miss coloring? <laughs> and we started and a conversation. Like, Wait a minute. You know what? <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, we, we swapped a few email messages and um, ultimately um, that's how Roberta ended up coloring a pendulum. So we're very excited about that and hopefully that's we'll see some of idea. that. That's a great idea. Yeah. So who's going to share? But hello, Sarah Weaver. Nice of you to join us. We uh, appreciate you you popping in. Feel free to ask us questions as we go along. Uh, there who's going to? There seems to be a lot of ex Malibu people that keep washing up on the shore, yeah. silver line shore. <laughs> I don't it's almost really like, like it. it washing up on the shore. Well, that's almost how you like summon rolling. rolling. You just you just go out. You go like, not like I really miss. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like a shipwreck. <laughs> I rather I prefer to think of it as as uh, lost at sea and finding home. Oh, I like that. I, I, yeah, I, I, that's good. I can go with that. I can go with that. There's another one we may tease. Anyway, so Brett is behind the scene, and we appreciate uh, everything that he does. Brett might be a little distracted tonight, so we might have to holler at him once or twice. Yes. Uh, <laughs> his, his girlfriend's uh here with him tonight so i was about um, to ask if that yeah. was the case yeah. <laughs> uh so tonight we are talking about comic toys who wants to jump in first are we talking about strictly comic toys or toys that became comics or well i yeah, sure, i sure. think they need to have a comic connection so we don't just need to talk about big wheels you know but yeah, anything that, that, you know, comics and toys, toys to comics, I, I'm not particularly, uh, it doesn't particularly bother me either, either one way or the other. Who wants to jump in? I, I have very little here. Let me, let me start then. Because okay, I, you start, Pete. I, I want to I show you something. This is the coolest thing ever. So I do, I, do, I do an Instagram comic called uh, The Last Witch Finder. Yes. I just post it on Instagram. It's meant to be weekly, but oh. I'm a bit behind. I haven't seen so, that one. I don't guess. I saw the other one. I didn't know you did one on Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. It's on. Uh, it's on Room Twenty Three Comics on Instagram. It's. It's a bit of fun. Anyway, okay. I so it up. someone, someone, well, my friend actually made me my my own. Oh, you, let me let me turn this off. Hang on a second. Because <laughs> you can't see it if I turn yeah, it was, background. It was, it was invisible. Yeah. Oh, it's not. Yeah, that's, that's a lot more plain. So he made he made my last Witchfinder action figure. Sweet, nice. that's, cool. that's the first time I've ever had my character as an action figure. Wow, cool. oh, yeah. And oh, he's, there's there's the witch as well. She's in there. What the heck? So, wow. Yeah, he's uh, and it all slides out. And uh, you see him. That is that he's is got, so cool. He's got oh. hands. He's got his gun. He's got his sword. So that's now, do, do all the lit- pieces move? Do the arms move? Yeah, move yeah, 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 yeah. It all moves. It's all articulated, and I'm not going to be able to get it back in now. But cool. um, yeah, that's lit- someone. I, I mean, obviously, you know, if you're working on Spider-Man and stuff, there are a million and one figures. It's not, it's not your character. But when it's your character, 
Yeah. Uh, no, no, it's not. It's not. It's not sold in the stores or anything. But it's. It is really cool to have your your creation as a. I can imagine how cool. Yeah. So I said to him, "Yeah, you should, you should go into business. Everyone, everyone want their their character as a toy." Shoot, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can think of Man in the Mask, Divinity. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. Does he yeah. does he uh, mold them or does he uh, sculpt over other existing figures? Yeah, like, he sculpts them? over. I think they're yeah. over little artist models. So they they everything okay. moves, and there's all these different um, hands and and stuff that he's built the the costume and, and molded over the top. He they do amazing took, stuff with those. Yeah, because yeah. he says that's time. so cool. Uh, did you ever think that something you'd created would be, would be a toy? <laughs> Uh, you dream. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, no. is that a is that a one of a kind? Yeah, yeah. So I got back from uh, when I got back from America and having graduated the, the Skewitt School and stuff. Um, he obviously he really likes the the Instagram comic I do. He keeps pestering me for the next for the next chapter, which I'm That's... I'm so far behind on now. I, I can't do it. But um, <laughs> he said, "Oh, I've uh, I've made you this." It's like, okay, congratulations on graduating and. And uh, it's, it was, I was blown away. So yeah. good. That Having your own, cool. your own toy, and it's a one of a kind. And, and that uh, makes you want to want to get back to it, doesn't it? Yeah. Want to get back to Yeah, I finished the next next chapter after he gave it to me when I got back. And I've got two to go, two more chapters to go in the current storyline. But it's because it, you know, I've got, I've got quite a lot of work on at the moment. So yeah. doing my own thing goes to the back, back of the queue. Yeah, but uh, and and on that you're not just a penciler, right? No, that I do everything. <laughs> I'm not just a penciler. Right. That penciler, <laughs> inker, colorist. I do all that digitally. I do all that on Clip yeah. Studio. Um, now, now you're a swashbuckler story. I now I, I beg your forgiveness for not remembering the title. Um, on Grey Seas, yeah, my webtoon, yeah. I, which yeah. I enjoyed very much. Thank you. Um, you did all so of that. Much. What's yeah. that? It takes so long. I'll bet drawing all the boats. I do everything myself. Yeah, and the boats, <laughs> the boats. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, so so you know, and this this is not where we were headed with this, Pete. But one, you know, one of the things that that people often talk to me when I talk about Silverline is that you know part of the reason I like to to um, assemble teams, right, is because a you just said it takes so long because you're doing everything by yourself. Yeah. Hmm. So so there's that. That's the first thing, right? Well, the second thing is that that when you do everything by yourself. You are you are literally selling to your core yeah. audience. Yeah, yeah. It's only the people who know you, right? Yeah. So uh, when you're on a team, though, like we take something like uh, the the book that we're working on, right? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Champion of Miss Fury. There's going to be my circles, your circles, Tommy's circles, the colorist circles, right? Yeah. There's there's going to be a multitude of circles, and personally i like that because you know for silverline as a small as a small company that helps expand the potential reach yeah um and that's why i, I created this uh room 23 comics because i can put it on there and it's not just me and then for other people i've said to other guys if they want to make a weekly comic or a small little instagram comic and we put it on the room 23 i won't have any ownership of the characters but then you're reaching the people that follow me and yeah yeah. I'm reaching the point where I so I'm trying to get more and more people involved. So if anyone out there wants to do a little comic 
you know, as long as it's not going to get me banned or red flagged on Instagram. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know, that's out of the question now. <laughs> get, get in touch. Um, we can. We'll, we'll. I'll just. We'll just post it up there, and hopefully, you'll reach some more people. Cool. But you yeah. do a comic of Peter called Just the Penciler, and it could be his adventures. <laughs> and it'll just head, all it'll be is just it'll just be the same shot of looking over his shoulder of him drawing. And every week I'll post the exact same shot because that's all he does. <laughs> that's what I do. Maybe I, I'll change I, I, the page he's working on. <laughs> I, I think we should have a special edition for the next book where it's just the pencils of Pete. You know, from his book it's called <laughs> yeah. just the pencils and it's a special edition to the gra- instead of the graphite edition, right? We just do the, the pencil, yeah. yeah. So, so Silverline's going to have to start doing their own toys now, right? So Yeah, really, yeah. That's, that's, the next, that's the next step. But, you know, it, like like you're talking about how it's so cool for you to have that. I mean, just to even thinking about that is yeah. cool to think about. Hey, Silverline's got some, hey, there's some Divinity. There's some Twilight Grimm, you know. That's cool to think about. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, it'd be so cool. Yeah, I so. know that... Um, um, Alex has talked about um, Alex Gallimore has talked about um, one of your classmates, uh, AJ um, AJ Cassetta. Yeah, Cassetta. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess he does some some sort of models and three D models. Three D modeling. He's yeah. a he's a wizard. Uh, yeah. 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 He's two seconds. My door's going. One way. Okay. <laughs> All right. So who wants to chime in on toys next? I mean, I guess I can go there. Go ahead. Um, the dog was desperate to get in and was scratching oh, at the door. He's, <laughs> <back>. <laughs> he's gone and slept on the sofa now. Um, yeah, he does these incredible, and uh, you know, I, I don't want to give AJ too many compliments because it's AJ. <laughs> but yeah, his 3D modeling is amazing. Yeah, I yeah, wish I could what... do 3D modeling, but having the time to devote because that's a whole another yeah. whole another skill entirely to learn to draw and, and try to get better at that and doing that. And the guy paints as well. Really? It's pretty annoying. Well, He's see, really and that's cool. that's one of the things I think, too, uh, Pete, about uh, about you know, when you're doing your whole whole comic, is that you got to write it, you got to pencil it, you got to ink it, you got to letter it, you got to call it. And each of those uh, on their own, and I, I do realize that when you're doing everything on your own, you can take some shortcuts. Oh, yeah. Because you're like, okay, if I was penciling this for somebody else, I would have to do this, but because I'm going to ink it, I don't have to do that because I know what I want. So mm. I, I do know that you can take some shortcuts, but still, that's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it's better than going on a train into London and seeing. <laughs> <laughs> I did that for long enough, and uh, it's not that bad sitting here making comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's not it's it's quite enjoyable. The challenge is, uh, and and probably going to get a whole lot of amens here. The challenge is figuring out how to pay your bills to do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, so. retire, <laughs> retire. <laughs> I'm retired. Yeah, it's, it's it's a good thing you promised I'm going to get rich off this book, right? And so, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, <laughs> just bang this out. Sit back and relax. No. All right, people are going to be. Uh, Cassisi said, my dream is to have someone cosplay as one of my characters. I'm guessing yeah, people cosplay cool. cat and mouse and stuff all the time. Well, Cassisi, you would be wrong about that. Um, though I will say this, um, there have been, my daughter, uh, and I think I posted this online. My daughter cosplayed as mouse a cup about two years ago, uh, at San Diego comic-con 
and was really, really, really good. And, and it should be on there. But I will, I will, and I'm going to get this for one of our throwback Thursdays. This is the first ever cosplay of Cat and Mouse. Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. That is really awesome. Yeah. So, so obviously this is the original designs, but in, any guess who those are, Curtis? Any, any guesses as to who those you, you, and B, you and BJ. That's me and BJ. That's, yeah. that's what I was going to say, too. <laughs> yeah. I, know those, I know those flowing locks anywhere. Right <laughs> you, notice, you notice how, you know, because if you don't know BJ, BJ's short. So you notice how she has to be standing on the coffee table. And we were trying to, we were trying to replicate a pose uh, from, from uh, early cat and mouse. We were trying to rep, rep, replicate. Um, a little bit. We're trying to replicate this pose, right? It's not exactly, obviously, but you can see I, I, I was kind of turned the wrong way. We were kind of doing it from memory, but she's she was just too short to 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 do that. So that was that was our best effort. This will be a throwback Thursday uh, photo sometime, but definitely. But yeah. Uh, but to answer your question, Cassisi, um, that's actually kind of a, a a desire slash dream of mine as well as to see to go to a convention and to see you know somebody who's not my daughter just come up to the table and say hey you know i'm cosplaying kanoich or or you know i'm mouse that's i i agree i think that would be very very Mm. cool all right who's next with toys john um let's see here uh so many to talk about because there's of course the marvel action figures that came out and then there was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and then there was Transformers, G.I. Joe. And uh, let's don't forget about the cool things Image put out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, the Todd Father just, uh, just Todd finished. Father. Just finished. Um, hey, he is a Todd father. He is a Todd father. <laughs> I've never heard that before. Oh, really? You never heard that? Yeah. Isn't it great, I've, been under, I've been under a rock, apparently. But isn't like that the perfect term for him? No. Yeah. It, it, it yeah. is yeah. the perfect yeah. term for him. called that for years. Uh, the Todd father just ran his, uh, you know, he just ran this uh, Kickstarter, pulled in something like three million bucks for his. Um, uh, he reissued the Spawn toy. Yeah, the first one. Yeah, and and, and, and so he, he is single-handedly saving the DC toy line. <laughs> oh, I I, I didn't know. Really? What's he doing for? I, I really? didn't know this. What's he doing? He's yeah, doing he's been action figures for, for DC, DC comics. Yeah, he's been doing oh. it for not even a year. Is it? Has it been? I oh, think he's, he's only put two out days. two two runs so far. Yeah, two runs. Yeah. Yeah. You can see them at they sell them at Target and all that, all those type of stores. Single handedly, the best figures that for DC that has ever been put out. Three point four million dollars did his kick, his Kickstarter brought. Um, yeah, the original Spawn action figure and comic remastered. So so he remastered both the comic and, and the uh, action figure, I think. Uh, but yeah. Um, 23 almost 24,000 backers. Yes, um, because I wish I could have backed that one. Yeah. Um So, yeah, so Johnny you have any toys to show? I I don't. Well, I don't. All so I have me, Actually, me, no wait, technically I do. Technically I do. But it's not right. a comic toy, but it's still a Todd toy, so does that count? 
comic connection, I guess, enough. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's darkness from Legend. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, at least oh, I want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Curtis piped Tim, up. Yeah, Tim Curry, right? That was Tim Curry back in the day. Yeah. Oh, that is extreme. That That's is great. great. That is cool. Oh, cool. Who made that? Todd Toys. Todd. Really? Ooh, yeah. Cool. When did he make that? Gosh, it was the same time he did the Predators and the Big Alien Queen and stuff like that. Oh, it's part yeah. of his movie Maniac line. Well, I, I guess I'll, I'll go ahead and share. I have some. Uh, I'll jump in. Um, so you guys, may, <laughs> you, you may re- it's courtesy. You may recognize the back here. Um, this is uh, Topaz from the Ultraverse Toys. Ragnarok and Thor Ragnarok and Thor Ragnarok. That's right. Um, yeah, I, I had a I, as you might imagine, I had a full set at one point in time, but I I gave them all to I, you know I took them out of the boxes and gave them all to Brett. He played with them as a kid, and we were on a uh, we were on a, a mission trip once, and somebody stole his his backpack that had all oh. of his toys in it. Oh no! Yeah, oh, yeah. No. so. But I have this other thing that is that is very unique, and it's it, I don't I don't know I had a, a blog once about it before, but I have what I call a demon beady. Okay, <laughs> so so I was doing when I when I was doing shows in the late nineties. You guys might remember the demon. Uh, I mean the demon, the Beanie Babies. You remember oh, yeah. those? I was doing I was doing these shows, and these people were selling Beanie Babies right and left, and I'm like, comic books. Who wants the comic book? Comic books here. Get your comics, and they were like zipping right straight to the Beanie Babies. I went by nerd. I'm going yeah, to the Beanie much. Babies. Yeah. <laughs> and so you know, so I just you know, I sat there and watched these people buying all these Beanie Babies right and left. I'm like, what the heck? It's a stupid thing stuffed with beans. And so <laughs> I went to my mom and I said, Mom, do you think you could make this? Thing, and I gave her the idea, right? So for those of you who don't know, um, let's see if I, I can get a comic real quick. Um, Demon is a character from uh, from Cat and Mouse. It's, it, you can't see him very good, but that, that's him there, right? He's the, mm-hmm. the guy in the background. Um, he's a character yeah. from Cat, Cat and Mouse who had his own miniseries. Um, let's see if I have a, a... Oh, here we go. Demon's Tales. This is him. This is, this is from his miniseries, right? So this is the character, and you can see he's got uh, a funny-looking head, got three tails, right? And so my mom came up with this pattern, and uh, she stuffed these with beads. Not beans, but beads. And so when I did these shows with all these beanie babies, I said, hey, I've got a demon beanie that goes with my comic book. Would you believe I sold the crap out of these things? Wow. <laughs> wow. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. <laughs> so uh yeah so these this is just i mean it's just kind of a furry material that my mom cut out and sewed and and uh they're very limited i think uh when i say we sold the crap out of them i, I think there was about 50 of them um so lot. it's very very limited and he's even got his three little tails back here right which i, <laughs> no, I that's thought was just so cute so um so yeah at least he's got pants on. Yes, he does have pants on. Yeah, I asked her about the gloves, or we talked about the gloves and the boots, and she's like, 
that's going to be a lot harder for me to do. I'm like, don't worry about it, mom. He doesn't wear them half the time anyway. <laughs> so That's great. <laughs> All right. So who's next? I got one more, go. but so, okay, somebody else go. I'll go next. I'll, since this was actually was a comic book, I feel that it fits in. Um, but I have the supernatural. Um, oh, you have that call. Oh, you got the call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Nice. Yes. 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 And um, I'm a huge, huge Tony Stark fan. Uh. So not only do I have the. Tony Stark. Legos. Legos. Yes, I have one in the suit, one out of the suit. <laughs> but I also have, anyway, I also have the Funko. Oh my goodness. Nice. With the glasses. That's with the glasses. And the little kitty shirt. See, he's got the little kitty shirt. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a Tony Stark girl all the way through. Now I also have Action Kitty by Art Baltazar. Oh, wait, yeah, oh, isn't yeah. that a, uh, that's a kid's comic, right? It is a kid's yeah. comic. Yeah. I don't know that one. Yeah, he's a Arts of Friends. a little bit like Felix the Cat. Yeah, Arts of Friends. So um, one at one convention, I was like, oh, these are adorable. He goes, ah, just take one. So, <laughs> yep, I have Action Kitty. That's cool. And this isn't exactly a toy, uh, but many, many moons ago, back in the, far mists of the past I was um, on the DC comp list because I worked for DC for many years and I got every one of everything that they ever made not only comic books but all the the tchotchkes and the clothing line that they put out I you know jackets and stuff like that and I got the Sandman oh Oh my god I'm jealous gorgeous so jealous Wow. Yes, and that is an cool. actual crystal ball there. Wow! Yeah, that is real That's sweet. That's pretty cool. I just that is baby cool. Groot. That baby Groot. So it, it's funny that you mentioned uh, Funko Pops. I don't know if he's still listening or not, but Cassisi uh, actually uh, either either he worked for Funko. Um, I don't know if he still works for them or not, but I know that he he was employed at uh, by Funko Pop. So interesting little small world wow. isn't it yes yeah so those are the only toys i have <laughs> yeah yeah but i gotta have, i gotta more than more than anything else i've certainly got a, my my share of a tony, tony stark, stark. Yeah. <laughs> so so when people are fishing around for uh, christmas gifts for you it's it anything still tony stark works right yeah and supernatural i, I really yeah. like supernatural too so uh because says yeah he still works for funko pop so yeah by the right. way um you can send uh, me all the tony stark funkos you want <laughs> uh so i think that i think i saw recently there was a rumor about funko pop closing which is uh which is not not true no i don't think uh, they dispelled it they dispelled it i think yeah i, I it was yeah. going all around that funko pop had, had was closing doors but that's uh, absolutely not true because he said he managed the warehouse in everett but he doesn't work there anymore he is back in aerospace so okay. does he yeah. still have the keys to the warehouse and everything? Ernest, what are you implying? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, just just a fan. So yeah, because yeah, sometimes you're at a comic convention and you go, gosh, I wish there were more Funko Pops. Where can I find a Funko Pop? You know? Um 
And it's ironic, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. The, the, yeah. The only the, the, Funko Pop in my house is the baby Yoda <laughs> or the child. This one oh, I the, got the Mandalorian, the child, yeah. Because yeah. well, I, I, I have actually, I actually have tubs of um, Ghostbuster and Ninja Turtles and Godzilla stuff under the house, but those are so I bought tons and tons and tons of of under toys. But yeah, they're in tubs that are in the in the storage space under the house. But, but they're they were for my kids, so yeah, yeah. I don't actually own them anymore. But they're there. Yeah, and some of that stuff is worth. <laughs> fortune now but they belong yeah. to my son well if they're under your house you know i know possession, possession. is i have a storage space under there where we keep a lot of stuff and there's there, there's three massive huge tubs down there filled with all that stuff josh won't recognize one or two things missing only on ebay <laughs> yeah. yeah uh all right who's next mike uh I've been an action figure guy for probably as long as I've been in comics. I love really. I just absolutely from the the first Migos I got, you know, I love those those little cloth costumes, little plastic oh, yeah. bodies. You know, moved up to superpowers in the mid eighties. You know, the, you know, you squeeze them and their fists go, you know, crazy or the yeah. legs or whatever. But uh, yeah, I still to this day. I mean, I love them. I mean, it just there's just something about having that little representation of your of your hobby i love all these you know the characters and uh so what do you do with all of them uh well if it wouldn't mess up what i've my camera i'd turn around and show you my display but okay next to my art table so i can do that from here uh he has mock wars with them like everyone who is that (laughs) i had to sit back up so that would be you know but which one is that that's a Kevin Mastic that uh, oh the, the mage love I mean great scale you know a lot of articulation you know really big toys compared to um, let's see I've got my Rocketeer so Ooh, you have cool. here but you can tell the difference in size you know just oh, you know, they yeah. just made yeah because Graffiti made I think there was Kevin Mastic a couple Grandels and a Madman I think yeah. he did a Hellboy too uh, but I've got a bunch of Hellboys but yeah I mean I've I've got probably more than enough. And, and and what's really funny, that's something that Aiden never got into. I kept Until buying I him action figures as he was getting, you know, as he was growing up. And then it's kind of, oh, this is kind of cool, Dad. Yeah. And it's like, so it's me. It's like, I, I got excited over the toys. Yeah. So yeah. that's still kind of the same. But yeah, I, I just think they're great. I, I, I'm just as much of a collector of the action figures as I am of, the, of comics. Just out of curiosity, and just give a ballpark, how much do you think you've spent over the, all the years on toys? Oh my gosh! I mean, yeah. <laughs> There's your answer. Just in case Carrie here. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I probably shouldn't actually verbalize it. But I, I, I probably could have full of semesters of college. That you know, thank God you got a scholarship. You know, I wouldn't have had. You know, but uh, but yeah, probably it's it's pretty substantial. But you know, I, I, they're, and they're all out of the box. You know, I'm I'm the, the blasphemer. Everybody goes, oh, yeah, take yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I gotta touch them. I've, I've got to actually hold them in my hand, and because you know, I appreciate the artic, you know, the artistic part yeah. of it. You know, because especially nowadays they're so good. That's I mean, the, well, that's was, that Batman one you're holding, Roland. Isn't that McFarlane? He just put out one. I can't answer that. This is probably this is probably oh, about. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, 15 years old or so. Okay, then no. Uh, he put out one just, just like that. And if you look closely, he's all marked up. He, oh. He, well played, Rick. Yeah, so, he lost, uh, so he lost the battle? Because what happened is is I bought these for my son, and, and Superman and Batman, they used to fight. Right. <laughs> so this is this is his, these are his battle scars, right? Okay. <laughs> should have just pulled the battle my, damaged one. All my Tony Starks, all my Tony Starks are lined up next to my drawing board because he supervises my work. So they're all out of the box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Box yeah. to appreciate. Them. Never, I, I never take them out of the box. Never take them out of the box. Not now, no, no. So as a so kid, you, obviously, yeah. You'll you'll appreciate this then. This is kind of um, this is done by uh, this is the Amazing Man, which is done by uh, Barry Gregory, who is a longtime friend of mine and a a partner at Kablam. Oh. Um, Barry, I don't know how he got the deal, but he got uh, I don't know if it's on the box or not. Uh, no, but the cool thing about this, okay, um, is that you can take this back off, right? You can take this off. And then, of course, you can pull the figure out, put it back in, and then put this box back in, and the packaging is still just fine. Yeah. The other thing I know that, that Barry was able to do is he, he was able to print different versions of this, and he could sell them, you know, this is the San Diego Con version, right? Uh, this is the, this is the, you could get one when you back the uh, Amazing Man Kickstarter. So mm -hmm. he, I think he had one specifically for, you know, for that. But I've always thought this was very cool because, uh, you know, when you're talking, you know, you've got a, an action figure for your character. Now, Barry didn't create Amazing Man, obviously. He's a Golden Age, Golden Age character. But still, it's kind of cool that he's got this in support of his comic. Yeah, that is cool. It's a good Absolutely. Daredevil one, too. Have you seen the, yeah, the Daredevil? Uh, yeah. I, I, I was asking him at the last San Diego con. I said, oh, do you have the Daredevil one? And he goes, I didn't bring them with me. But he has the Golden uh, Age Daredevil. It's like half and, blue. And it looks really good, that, too. Yeah. It's really cool. Really cool yeah. stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Roberta, what about you? Yeah, any, well, any toys? I mean, mine is, mine's pretty old. I did all GI Joes when I was really little. But, you know, I mixed them up. I had a, I had him rescuing Barbie and Cindy. Yeah. Oh yeah. We got in trouble. After <laughs> <laughs> I exploded them or threw her off the roof or something. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get her patched up. Then I got into, I guess, way too many Star Wars figures, and then that was like an obsession for a while. We did, I don't know, between my brother and I, like everything we could find too many Star Wars so it got into that <laughs> and then straight from that to Transformers so. mm. oh you're a big Transformer fan cool yeah I loved it when I was younger and you know a lot of people will say girls can't find interest that, that kind of interest in Transformers but, but I always loved the Transformers I had yeah. a real love of them I just thought that they were really interesting and fun to figure out what to do with them yeah yeah I think and that's what I had so much simpler, fun. Yeah. And I didn't like them as much. <laughs> like, they weren't as complicated at some point. And, uh, yeah. I don't know. I have uh, a big, big gap, I think, with toys until McFarlane came out because that was pretty exciting. Yeah. 
So now did you start buying more toys? Everything I could in the spawn line. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's some other just random stuff. I didn't even know what they were for, but he did it and I liked it. So I just <laughs> get it. Like there's this big dragon. I don't even know where it came from. See, that's really cool. Oh, he did a whole dragon line. He did a whole dragon line. Yeah, it was so neat, though. They were articulated and, you know, their mouths opened and it just looked really cool. Well, now that I know that, he needs to do a Fing Fang Foom. <laughs> <laughs> that's Marvel. Yeah, I know, but still, I'd love to, <laughs> see, I'd love to see a Fing Fang Foom out there. That'd be great. Yeah. So before, before uh, McFarland came along, was it almost always Hasbro? I think so. Yeah. Oh, Mattel. Mattel, yeah. yeah. Hasbro, I think, pretty much bought up everything. I think they bought up Kenner and Mattel. Hasbro Mm -hmm. kind of monopolized the entire industry now. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Which a lot of people kind of uh, don't really like that, but they did. (laughs) Did you you see the the, the Thor's Hammer, the Mjolnir, that they bought out for Infinity War? Uh-uh. Well, the guy came in. Guy, guy came in. We get uh, we had guest speakers and stuff at the school, and you know the guy came in was he was pretty high up. At, he's an ex student. He's pretty high up at Hasbro, and they designed this the Thor's hammer, and it's the best thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> noisy, it slam it, and it, it <laughs> saw that. In the, I saw something like that in the store. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, it, what he's saying it like it, for the to- Oscars for the toys. It basically won the best best toy sort of really whatever they, whatever they call oh. their awards it was I, incredible and i needed it i wouldn't mind gauntlet oh the infinity gauntlet is incredible yeah that's yeah. what i want yeah. i want the infinity gauntlet so oh. that would be so great to have yeah so you guys know jeff whiting right yeah yeah jeff and i um the last couple of years we've we because you know he lives down here near me and so he and I travel to a lot of conventions together. We were, you know, we, we jump in, we've been, Mike, we've been up to, to yeah. Pikeville and, and, um, and so he and I just, you know, we hop in a car and, and we'll go. Uh, Jeff was, uh, you know, J- Jeff has this thing kind of, kind of like Pete a little bit. He goes, oh, I'm just an inker, you know, uh, Jeff does his own stuff too, though. He's got his own, he's got his own comic, but he was like, I, you know, how do I kind of get people to stop at my table? And we were at, um, we were at a show one time and uh the guy right across from us had an infinity gauntlet okay now, <laughs> here's the other thing right here's the other thing jeff and i are sitting right across from, from this table and you know we've got comics and artwork and and you know comic booky stuff this guy had toys in ziploc bags looked like it was at a flea market yeah. right mm-hmm. everybody was stopping at his stupid table to look at the, the stupid infinity gauntlet right oh my god you, you know what Jeff bought the next week? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bought an Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> and he put it smack in the next show we did. He put it smack dab in the middle of his table. <laughs> did it work? It did. People would yeah. stop to see the, the gauntlet. And, and uh, while they were there, he would talk to them, uh, uh, you know, about his comics. So I can't well, remember. Mike, did he have it the last time we were at Pikeville? I can't remember. Uh, maybe the last either. one. Maybe last year he did. I, I, yeah. No, he okay. had it the last time he was in Memphis. Yes, he had it in Memphis. All right, you should put a little sign up that says, take a selfie with the Infinity Gauntlet, and they'll all come there and you know, want, to, want you to take a picture with their phone. Well, and that's one of the things that he was doing is that, yeah, you can take a picture, but you've got to stand in front of my banners. 
right? Oh, cool. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so they could they could take you know they could put the Infinity Gauntlet on and take a picture and everything, but they had to stand in front of his banner. So even if they didn't buy anything, if they posted a picture, there's Jeff Whiting's you know banner behind him. Sure. So I'm like, dude, that's brilliant. He was. <laughs> Very smart. All right, Aaron. Oh, you want to- toys? <laughs> yeah, I do. I I I used to collect them a long time ago, and then I, and then I looked at a box full of toys, and I was like, rolling. I'm like, what do I do with all these things? <laughs> and so I yeah. stopped buying action figures, and I made friends who buy action <laughs> figures, and I go see their collections. But the one weakness I do have is I do buy hot toys when I can. And if what are hot guys- toys? Yeah. <laughs> expensive action figures. Yes, yeah. very expensive. So I, I can show you, know, you down in Mississippi. If you call if something's hot, it's stolen. Yeah, let me see. Here's a <laughs> here's a Batman. Oh, uh, that, that, uh, cool. yeah. that looks that expensive. That is from the Arkham. I didn't get a space. That's the Arkham uh, Asylum game, and that was one of my favorites. And I can show you the other one, which is Dread. Wow. Oh, cool. Really cool. Because I'm a huge Judge Dredd fan. And then my favorite superhero of all time, the one that I can never get enough of, is I do have my Wonder Woman. Oh, is, wow. And she has, and these are all poseable too, so they all move. They'll wow. like articulate. Yeah, they got like a hundred and something degrees of articulation yeah. or something like that. Yeah, they can do all sorts of crazy stuff. And that's and I have actually more. I have uh let's see, I didn't get those are the ones I got out of the box, a lot of them in storage. I have Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, with a little metal Mjolnir. His Mjolnir is a metal hammer. And then I have I do have Superman. And I have a bunch of predators because that's not comic related. But I'm a huge predator fan. Yeah, and those two actually are... there is a predator comic, so it is comic. So it is yeah. predator yeah. related. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and Dark then Horse I have uh, mm-hmm. Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes. And then uh, those are my. And then I quit collecting hot toys a while ago. And then I have figures, but they're mostly video game. Like I have Akira on his bike. If you guys are into Akira, um, mm-hmm. and I buy models. I've been getting into random models, and then I buy transformer toys but i buy a third party so transformers every once in a while but again i buy them very rarely anymore i have a friend who buys like all the marvel and dc and like everything and so i just go to his house and look at all of his stuff i mean he's got <laughs> stuff that apparently is all worth a ton of money so i just go to his house my, um, my, my cousin terry Beatty, um he his house looks like a museum i mean he's, yeah. he's been collecting since he was a child and it's just I mean, and he's still putting together models and, and, and toys yeah. all the time. Just go make friends with them. Yeah, you don't need to buy anymore. I will say the coolest Transformers I ever, and they're in storage now, were a, a series of Transformers called Vinyl Techs. And they were the coolest things I'd ever seen. They were all Autobots. But mm-hmm. car companies actually got licenses to make Transformers out of their cars. So when you actually put them in the car mill, not only can you flip open the door and see the seats and the steering wheel, but they had the logo of Chevy or Mustang actually on the car. So it looked like a model car of like a Mustang uh-huh. or all of the, and, they were, and then they would literally transform. And when they were actually in the car, you can actually pop open the uh, hood and see the engine. It wow. was crazy. And they, they actually still, you can, they're all, they're, they were called Binotech in Japan. And I can't remember what they were called here, but I, I collected all of them. And it was just, I mean, a lot of them were, you know, uh, I think Grimlock instead of a dinosaur was a, a Mustang. 
And uh, but they did like a lot of. They even had like some of the. I'd have to look at the cars. I don't remember all the car manufacturers, but a lot of the manufacturers would put them at the car shows. So they'd have like the actual car and then a little glass case, this little Binotech Transformer car that they <laughs> And it looked as a replica. It was crazy. Um, but those things, and Transformers always uh, impressed me, especially the third party, the people who make them in the garage that make them so complicated that they, they look like real cars. <laughs> yeah. those, those are unbelievable. Uh, really expensive. But they're really cool to look at. They're like yeah. five hundred a piece. Some of them are. Can you get so, kits? Uh, no, they're actually complete transformers, not kits. Yeah. Jesus, you got to be really yeah. dedicated to do that. Mm. Yeah, it's and they sell. I mean, they sell a ton of. Uh, they have a lot of the ones make the transformers. So when they turn into the uh, characters, they look real, uh, cartoon accurate. Like they look literally cartoon accurate, and wow. I have the figures, and I'm like, that's pretty crazy. Of course, I don't buy these. I just go online. You can watch people transform them. It takes like 20 minutes for them to go through and like turn them into it. But whoever figured out the engineering on these are amazing. Yeah, they're, they're crazy. But yeah, Transformers are some of my favorite. And then the Hot Toys. And the, and then I kind of, now I just buy models. So I look yeah, at, go ahead. Hot Toys, is that actually a brand? Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's called Hot Toys. So if you go to Sideshow Collectibles, Hot Toys, I think is a, I think they're out of China. So they're distributed here, but they do a lot of movie versions of stuff, and they do some comic books. Like, they did all the Avengers, like almost every, every iteration of the Avengers. They look just like them. Yeah, yeah, it's like you can see the pores. I think every face they say is hand-painted. Wow. It, it's crazy. They cost you about two, 300 a pot, but you definitely yeah. get your money's worth, I'll tell you that. They're, I've seen them, and I've drooled over the Tony Stark ones, yes. Yeah, they're pretty <laughs> crazy. <laughs> so, so... We're gonna to have to come back and revisit this Tony Stark thing, Barb. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's an obsession. So, so all right. So, um, so here's a question then for for everybody. Um, did Did you guys watch the Wednesday uh, Wednesday Crew at all? Anybody? Yeah. No, I'm talking it. about this. No. Watch the what? Uh, what's that? I didn't hear you. Did you, I said? Did anybody watch the Wednesday Crew at all? So 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 um, might not be clear to Roberta. So so. No, so, I got so, it. Okay, all right. So so um, I, I you know I, I watched uh, I, I watched most of it on on, on playback, and um, I watched some of it live, and then then some of it on playback. Uh, John Medic uh, went nuts. Uh, dude has toys coming out the wazoo. <laughs> And, you know, he even said if he had had time, he had done a PowerPoint presentation. And it was, yeah, it was. Curtis uh, is like my man. It was. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Curtis, you, you, yeah, you would have, uh, you would have enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, so um, it's kind of funny because, you know, I was talking about this with my family earlier and I'm like, yeah, I don't really know what to expect from you guys because I'm like, I don't know if you do toys or not. You know, I, again, yeah. I, I don't really, I mean, I've got, it's hard not to get any when you're in the comics, you know, and, and, but I just, I never really did them, but here's the question for you. Now in 2020, looking back on, on your life, however long it may have been, what toy did you have that, uh, and let's, let's kind of keep them with geeky comic toys, not like a, uh, uh, what's the what's the little bouncy thing? Crap, I can't. 
put your feet on it. It's, it's a pogo oh, stick. Yeah. Not it's like a pogo good. stick, right? Uh, but let's, let's talk about kind of geeky toys. What one toy did you have that you wish you still had now? For whatever reason, financial or just sentimentality or whatever, what one toy did you have that you still wish you had? Hmm. Well, I, I still have this one. I have, And because Barbie was a comic book from Marvel and I Absolutely. worked on it. And you, yeah. Yep, you worked um, on it. I do have my original Barbie and it's a 1959 model, which is mm-hmm. the, the year it came out. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Um, so yes. how much is that worth then? Do I don't you know? know. I have no idea how much it's worth, but uh, yeah, I still have her. And uh, she's in pretty, fairly good shape. I think she's missing a pinky. <laughs> but um if the stuff i've gotten rid of i had i had an entire set of um gi joe that yeah. i don't have any longer and i mean i'm i'm talking about the treasure chest with the with the with the uh jewels and oh yeah oh i had that and, and all the outfits and the guns and the you know the, the jeeps and the whole works and and yeah i i got rid of that and i wish i had a pet <laughs> i gave them to kids to play with unfortunately that is uh something that you you would rather have your toys do but you know some part of you wishes you could see it you know as it was yes yeah and what toys were that no, the G.I. Joe ones. They were oh, really great. Yeah, I also, yeah. it, she just reminded me who also battled G.I. Joe. You're going to laugh at this. Planet of the Apes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I also like. the same size. Yeah. They also had the moving feet, and they were just fun to kick around. <laughs> That's cool. So they joined in a fight all the time. Yes, my, my G.I. Joes were always um, rescuing Barbies and Francine, which my, my sister had Francine and I had I had Barbie. So yeah. yeah. Her G.I. Joes were always Cindy wrestling. Someone else. <laughs> yes, wrestling. <laughs> our, our little androgynous dolls, because they were all missing her. Yeah. Did uh, any did anybody read the um the G.I. Joe comic books, like the ones by Larry Hama from Marvel? I've read yeah. some here and there, but I'm, i know they were supposed to be really well done. Because they were yeah. they were so good. I mean, if we're talking about comic books and toys, like that was mm-hmm. I read GI Joe as much as I read X Men, and the the he took this toy line and he just totally changed it to this whole mythology. And um, if you hear like there's interviews with Jim Shooter and yeah. Larry Hama, how they actually did a lot for that that toy line. Like the, when Hasbro went to them, they just had the the hero figures, the GI Joes, that that second version, you know, the small action figures. And um, they didn't have any villains, and Jim Shooter said, hey, you need to have some villains. And so he came up with the idea for Cobra based on uh, Hydra from Marvel Comics. Oh, cool. Interesting. Yeah. Did not yeah. know that. Yeah, cool. and so, so and uh, Larry Hama was in the military, so he brought all of this experience from the military into it. So it's really cool to see that, that yeah. storyline and that consequence. He was a Vietnam vet, wasn't he? Yeah. I think yeah. Larry Hama, yeah, and that's where he brought into it. Yeah, because he actually wrote the comic almost like – yeah. Like there were like Vietnam vets or that that sort of mentality that the vets had. I remember that reading. I never read a lot of the comics. Um, like I said, I was really in Alien Le- Alien Legion. I can't remember if Hamid worked in that. Somebody else was really in the military. Uh, that was that Alien Legion was Carl Potts. Carl Potts. Okay, yeah. yeah. 
Actually, I do want to say something here. I'm surprised Roland doesn't have any Flash Gordon figures popping up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they do exist. Well, yeah. Well, well I, I have a Flash Gordon action figure story real quick, if you guys got a second, from yeah, Comic-Con. Of course. I, I took I took my, my wife to Comic-Con the first time, and she was totally uninitiated into the oh. whole <laughs> fandom, you know? To, to, to the point where when we got on the bus to go from the hotel to the Comic-Con, there was one guy in cosplay. And she looked over at me like, oh, my gosh, I'm so embarrassed for him, you know? And I had to tell her, you see nothing yet. So we got there, and I really wanted to get to have this special edition Flashpoint action figure of um, Reverse Flash or Zoom, you know? Yeah. And I was trying to explain to her, it's, it's Flash. And she goes, you mean Flash Gordon? And I said, <laughs> no. There's a difference. She goes, it's all the same thing. I go, no, it's different. And she goes, yeah. She goes, so you want to, you want to, you want to pick up this Flash Gordon doll? I said, no, it's not a doll. It's a yeah, it's figure, right? There's a, there's a big difference. So we we went and got it. We had to stand in line forever to pick it up. Um, but I'm happy to report that once the Flash TV show came out, she started watching it, and now she knows all the characters from Flash. And so now when we go to comic, you know, Comic-Con, I can raise my head high. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, it's, it's no, so she knows it's not adults, not an action figure, and it's Flash, not Flash Gordon. But, you know, <laughs> no, no, no couple therapy was necessary. So I'll just share that with you guys. <laughs> Just out of curiosity, did they ever make an impulse doll? Uh, action figure? Which one? Impulse. They did. Little yeah, six, I think six, so. yeah, I think they did. Yeah, I mean, I spent two and a half years on the book that was, I was really loved to have an action. Figure. I think they actually did make one in the style of Roberto Ramos. Um, I know DC, it was a DC direct that started making figures based on artist styles. Yeah, that's because, what brought me back I, into toys, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think they did one, because they would do one on Jim Lee style, and and the guy, uh, oh, the guy he did Superman for a while, he's kind of blocky, I can't remember his name. Ed McGinnis. Ed Get- yeah, yeah, McGinnis. they would, and I think they actually did one of Hubert Ramos, and I think they might have done an impulse with him, but I'm not. They sure. did a little fla- the DC Direct did a little flash. Uh, there was a Max Mercury and an Impulse together, I believe. Oh, I mean, really? Both yeah. of them together. Yeah, they're they're nice figures, but they're you're, they're in the Hubero, uh, the real long faces. Yeah, real nice. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're nice. Um... <laughs> I did I did with Craig Rousseau for two years, and then um, Ethan Van Skyver for six months. So, but I'd still love to have them because I spent yeah, a yeah. lot of my career with those characters. Yeah, Curtis Lydia Campbell said, "Flash Gordon, great story, Curtis." Mm-hmm. Thanks, Lydia. Lydia, Lydia Mount Malibu. Yeah, Lydia, one of our That's people. Right. <laughs> oh, Lydia, L- Lydia's like, hey, I see some faces that look kind of familiar. <laughs> Twenty years ago, familiar, maybe. Oh, no. You know it was funny, and that and that sort of that doll thing, Curtis. They, uh, I remember went to a comic shop, and some guy I told again, like the hot about the hot toys. He's like, I was like, do you get any of these in store? And he's like, no, I don't get those. Those are dolls because they're actually based on like Barbie sized dolls, so, which is weird because he's surrounded by action figures, right? Yeah. These are action figures, but those are dolls. And I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, you should really actually take a better look at them. They're actually really well done. He's like, oh, I don't look at that that's that's all and then i came in like a few weeks later and he's got a display case with hot toys in it so apparently he must have looked at him (laughs) they went from dolls to action figures like that i'm like okay he saw dollar figures didn't he he did he was like i can sell these okay got it 
that was that was pretty funny. I'm like, oh, you changed your tune right quick, didn't you? Lydia said, "Great to see you guys." Yeah, yeah. good to oh, see you, Lydia. You too. Yeah. What, what were that? Does um, Roberta, do you remember the team names? What what, what team were you on it? Because we had colors team. I remember them. I just don't know which one I was. I think I was Food Hammer. Food Hammer. I might have yeah. been what you so not entirely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't remember. Oh, I no, hate to say this, Roberta, but years kind of do that. They the do because I I remember the names fondly, but I don't remember if it was mine or not. <laughs> what books did you call Now you were a captain, weren't you? I was not a captain. No, okay. Emily was my captain. Emily was your captain. Emily. Emily. Emily was. Who was crap, she? I don't, I don't remember now. <laughs> maybe, maybe Lydia can chime in because Lydia. Yeah, here. if you're still here, do you remember yeah, Lydia, the let, team let, names? Let, yeah. 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 Yeah, and, and part of I I don't know if uh, if you know the the reason behind that, but part of the part of the reason behind the team names is because you know we were trying to figure out how to credit teams, and yeah. because the teams were made of five people. We did. We couldn't really say, you know, da, 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 colors. Da, 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 da. So we just said, okay, well, let's get, yeah, let's get a team name, and then that team represents. That made a lot of sense, and I love that it's yeah. in there. I actually saw my name in print, and I was jumping up and down in a comic book store. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy says, "Good evening, everybody. Sorry, I'm late to the show. It's all right, Tommy. We know you're here, hey, Tommy." Lydia says she only remembers Food Hammer because Chris Young invented it. Oh, that's a <laughs> that, good reason. That, that sounds like a Chris Young thing. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. We had some some really interesting names uh, of the teams, and and um, yeah, there was man, there were so many colorists at one point in time. Yeah, you had a extra shift that you added. Yeah, yeah. There was they they would keep those they would keep those computers running. All, at least a se- at least a, a segment of them, twenty four hours a day. Wow! There at one point wow. in time, yeah, yeah, it was. And the uh, sidequest discs. If you remember the sidequest, oh, sidequest discs. Yeah, I, I, it was what probably like if we were lucky, one meg. I don't even know what it was back then. But I don't remember. Thirty four. Thirty four meg. It was like well, Lydia's, Lydia's saying, thinking maybe Violent Hughes was uh was the team name. I'm thinking. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not really sure. Hey guys, Cassisi said he wishes he had any uh, Starcom toy back. Now I don't know what they are, but he goes, if you ever look at what they did for the time, they were so cool. You'd push a, a button and they would unfold, etc. Anybody know anything about the Starcom toys? I, I've heard of Starcom. Yeah. Okay. I I, I do have. So I had. I think my favorite toys as a kid was the mask toys, and I still have on my mask in the garage. Like oh, those are cool. Like the comic book, the mask. No, the okay. uh, mobile armor oh, strike command. Yeah, yeah. They had a comic. Oh. They had a comic. It was like but, Transformers um, with human beings. Yeah. There is one toy that I never got that I want. What's that? And that was this truck and mask. I can't remember. It was called the Bulldog. I love that thing. And I still <laughs> see people post mask toys, and every collection's got the Bulldog. I'm like, of course. Every <laughs> single one has the one I want. Um but I did, I ended up actually collecting, I have like the first two waves of like this toy called Exo Squad, which came out in the 90s, which is a really oh. kind of weird toy, but I actually have them like perfect condition out there. I don't know why, I still have them. Because he says like, mask is great. Yeah, That's mask was cool. one of my favorites. I keep waiting for it to come back, like everything else in the 80s has come back oh. except that. Man. Well, they're supposed to make a movie, or they were at one point going to make a movie. Yeah, I know. The Hasbro verse, right? Yeah. But the Thundercats have come back? 
Yeah. yeah. They do some yeah. really cool Thundercats. There's some, I think it's a company called Super 7 that does just like these yes. heavy particular <laughs> Thundercats. They're crazy looking. Yeah. yeah. I actually baked my son a Thundercats birthday cake on me. Oh, wow. That's cool. Because <laughs> uh, said the helicopter was the best. Oh, yeah. That motorcycle that turned into a helicopter. Yeah. Okay. That, I think that was cool. Condor. Yeah. And then there's yeah. one called Switchblade that turned into a jet. The blue one. Oh, yeah. And I have both right. of those still. <laughs> now, I'm those afraid cool. that if I, I'm sure I always kind of figure if I go out and actually play with them because it's been years, are they going to crumble in my hands? Because some people <laughs> say, like, the tire of rubber and the tires can crumble. So I'm like, okay. So I'm just like, maybe they're just for looks, no, no playing uh, right now. But I still have them. Yeah. Um, I remember I used to have all the Silver Hawks. Oh, oh did yeah. you? I, had the one or two. I love the Silver Hawks. And the toys were cool, but. That's one toy line. They, if they need to reissue any toy, they need to make new Silverhawks figures because those things were cool. <laughs> I think I don't remember the, the to- those toys, but I, I think I remember that comic. Who did that? The Silverhawks was actually a cartoon done by the guys who did Thundercats. So Filmation yeah. did a lot Maybe of stuff. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. But they did Thundercats, Silverhawks, and one called Tiger Sharks. Which yeah, I Tiger Sharks was the underwater one. I yes. oh, yeah. It was like Aaron space. Tiger, yeah, yeah, it was all of those. And yeah, Filmation, and Filmation so also did He Man, the Masters of the Universe, yeah. they were everywhere. Gotcha. But, um, yeah. And then, of course, now I watched, I was watching Silverhawks, and they like, they they shoot out in the space, and they deploy these wings. And I'm like, why do you need wings in space? Um, <laughs> that That's always, I mean, as a kid, you never questioned it, but now as you get older, like, well, wait a minute, that doesn't really make sense, how does it? But I guess it looks cool, so I don't know. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> called yeah. the suspension of disbelief. Disbelief, right, it yeah. is. Yeah, well, Cassisi says, yes, Tiger Sharks. <laughs> so many memories. <laughs> yes. We're sending him down memory lane, too. So I, yeah, I, it's I, like getting old sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it does. <laughs> well, you know, I, my argument to that is it's always better than the alter- alternative. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so the, the 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 toy that I wish I had back, and I, I played with this well as a kid, was the Star Trek toys. We, I, I think we were talking about this a little bit. Did I already talk, talk about this tonight? No, no we we mentioned before we started. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was the, the little eight inch, ten inch figures, same size as the, <clears throat> the Marvel Spider Man and Captain America, because Spider Man and Captain America and the Falcon often hung out with my Star Trek crew. <laughs> yeah. Buds. Yeah, they were buds, you know. That was Mego, wasn't it? Wasn't that? The yeah, movie? I think so. Yeah, but I'll, I'll tell you what, I I often had because I was a huge fan of the Invaders, so I also had a Human Torch, but I would I took Spock and took all of his the cloth clothes off, and he became Submariner for me. <laughs> oh, that totally work with the ears and everything. It does work. Yeah. <laughs> yes, glad that, I'm glad that was where you went with that. <laughs> so so yeah i had uh, captain america submariner and the torch and and they were my they were my invaders and, and did you ever set the torch on fire no i never did <laughs> <laughs> no because he had you know his his uh was a cloth right yeah. his, his costume was cloth and it was all painted flames on there yeah um but that's i, I think that's the one thing that i wish i had back that if i could get it back I would like to have back. Now it was it was in crappy shape. I mean my 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 um the teleporter, the bridge, right? That that, that had a little traveling case and you could fold it out. I mean, I had, that thing had tape on it because uh <laughs> you know, it was literally falling apart. Again, 
it was well played with. I, I took this thing outside with me and I played. I know if you've heard me talk about reading before, I always just wanted to play outside. And, and this is what I did. I just took this stuff outside and I just I just played outside with them. But yeah. That, oh, I'm go sorry. Ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just because that's, that's the one that I kind of wish I had back. I guess it's more was, than one, but that's kind of the, the group that I wish I had back. Yeah. Did you do you guys ever watch that show on Netflix called The Toys That Made Us? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good. He Peter just mentioned, mentioned that. that. He said Because they uh, did one on the history of Star Trek toys. That was yeah, actually pretty, pretty cool. Very interesting. Uh, well, I know what Roland's watching after this. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's I was. a good series. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to check it out. They yeah. do. It's pretty. Of... Uh, I think there's like what eight episodes, and they cover from G.I. Yeah. Joe. Barbie yeah. was one. The Former. history where Barbie comes from is fascinating. Oh, I skipped that um, one. If you know the history, <laughs> of, like the original doll, uh, I was like, okay, that's a little. And then they did one on Hello Kitty that was fascinating too. Stuff I'd never knew, known about any of this stuff. So, yeah. Well, when, I was, when, I was little, when I was a little girl, I always thought they because Barbie came out the year that I was born, and my name is Barbara, so I'm like. <laughs> I, tried yeah, to, I think one. there was another toy I always wanted in the back. Of, you know, again, back of those comic books. In the back of the comic books, do you remember they used to sell an ad for a ROM toy? ROM the yeah. Space Knight. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. Always wanted that. I never can get I loved ROM the Space Knight. I thought he was such a cool character. <laughs> I, you know, I picked up, I think IDW did a new comic, and it was okay, but I kind of missed the old one. I'm like, I'd rather just Wait, have the IDW did a ROM? Yeah, it was a I thought that was a Marvel book. No, well, they got the rights to it. Yeah, it's it's okay. I I'd prefer the old because they took out the diaras, and that was kind of like I like those aliens, and they kind of took yeah. them out. And I'm like, mm. but uh, it was it was okay. It was decent, but I always wanted that rom toy, and I don't know if anybody any kid who ever had it, boys wanted to see it. Never saw it. Yeah, uh, I seen pictures of it. I mean, now it doesn't look impressive. As a kid, everything in the back of the comic looks amazing. Martin Bureau <laughs> said IDW's ROM was disappointing. Yeah, oh, it wasn't as bad. good as the original comics. I'd wish they just put out an omnibus of all the ROM comics. I love those things. They're great. So anybody else, a toy that you used to have that you wish you had back? I wish I had the... Oh, go ahead, Curtis. No, no, that's okay, John. Go ahead. Please. <laughs> hey, I didn't interrupt him this time. This <laughs> you can't blame that on me. I was actually going to say uh, the the original, the first line of Spawn figures because I had them all, and I, oh yeah, I guess uh, I, guess, uh, I guess my mother got rid of them. Uh, I remember so they had Doctor Roberta. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Remember, they yeah. had the uh, like spawn dragster and stuff. Really weird stuff. Uh, <laughs> I even spawn. had I even had the spawn the big uh, what was he like ten twelve inches tall sitting on the throne looking at a skull. Yeah, oh yeah. Wait, that's yeah, the one that Todd. That's, is that the one that Todd reissued? No, no it was not. No, no. Okay. no, it was the first one. The first spawn figure he reissued. Okay. I uh, wonder how many of us lost our toys because we. Grew up and our parents or our mom said, "Oh, she doesn't need this anymore. Time to get out." Yeah, seventy-five yeah. oh, percent of our oh, stuff yeah. was very silent. I tell, I tell, I tell my mom that you know, I'm she's sure it was like three thousands. What's that, Pete? I tell my mom she's cost us thousands upon thousands by throwing away my toys. <laughs> <laughs> and you see, that's why all my 
Because oh. toys are in tubs under the house. Yeah. I did not throw them away. Because you know, you know. I know, stuff. I know. Yeah. Peter's all like, we could have been studying ourselves yeah. on our own island. Because right now. I go around the. <laughs> I go around the convention floor and I see these toys and they're selling for like five and six thousand dollars. I'm like, well, I mean, you like had, had yeah. that, had that, had, had that. Had, I mean, I didn't have. I've never had any Star. I never really had Star Wars toys, but um, yeah, I had Thundercats. Yeah, and, man, and He Man, and He Man. So, so Pete, awesome. Are you not a Star Wars guy, Pete? Oh no, I love Star Wars, but oh, okay. um, right. but the, I never had. That, I mean, the really early stuff. I don't think I would have. I would have had. Gotcha. That, that was a big He-Man, too. Yeah. I guess I actually wish I could have some of my He-Man toys back. I guess answer that question, Roland. Yeah, it'd be some of my He-Man because my if my mom's throwing all my toys. Like, does anyone want to keep it? I'm like, I want to keep my mask toys, and that was it. And now I go back. I'm like, because yeah. you can't say all of it because no. she's not going to do that. <laughs> so it's like a battle of attrition. It's like, well, who's going to die and who's going to live in this scenario? I'm like, all right. Well, it's funny because you know, as as a parent, you know, I did that with my own kids too. It's like <laughs> you got way too many toys. You got to pick. You know, you got to pick something. You know, Hang on, you rolling, and you, you we, you know, you, how, you make them get rid of something. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, how could you? I know it. My my son had these bakugans. Do y'all remember those? The bakugans? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they would. Weren't they the, the little balls? They to, yeah, they, they, little balls that they would go. Oh, and they pop, yeah, you roll them up, and they yeah. pop open. And mm-hmm. he wanted those. He wanted those, and he wanted those. And we got him this whole set and got him extra bakugans. Ask me how many times he played with that stupid thing. <laughs> None. No, how many times, Brett? <laughs> None. <laughs> what? I didn't have any friends in the pay pocket. I didn't have any with. friends. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, you know, it's funny because he did say that at the time. He goes, "I don't have anybody to play this with." But we held on those things for for a long time, and finally, be like, you know, dude, you never use these. We gotta get rid of them and and make room for something else. Martin says they tried to mix. He's talking about Rom again. He goes, they tried to mix Rom with Transformers and GI Joe. They tried to connect all the Hasbro, so it was like G.I. Joe, Transformers, Mask, Rom, So they Micronauts. tried to make like a cohesive universe? Yeah. And they actually <laughs> wanted to do that with the movies. They were trying yeah. to, they were, there was at one point talk of doing this entire Hasbro connected universe, but I think that all went, that yeah. all failed after G.I. Joe's didn't do Thank well. Thank God, they, I think that would have so been a disaster. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it would have worked. But I know IDW, that was their plan for a long time. Yeah. Huh. Anybody else toy that uh, you had? Yeah. You wish you, yeah, yeah. Okay, Curtis. Yeah, there was, it's kind of obscure, but there was this um, Japanese superhero show in the seventies called Kikaida, and Kikaida was like insane. It was this guy who was an android, and but he disguised himself as a human being, and he wore jean bell bottoms, and whenever <laughs> he'd show up, he would pull off this. The villains would be like attacking people, and then he'd pull out an acoustical guitar, and you'd hear this acoustical guitar in the background. And they go, oh, my God, it's Kikaida. And he played this acoustical song. And then he'd jump in there and do three somersaults and he'd transform into this robot warrior. It was – and if you're from Hawaii around that time, which is where I'm from, um, it was insane. All the islands of Hawaii were, like, obsessed with the show. And they had these action figures. It was actually more like a doll, I hate to say it, uh, than an action <laughs> figure of Kikaida. And it was really cool. And I played with it until, like, the limbs broke off. Uh, <laughs> so anybody listening if you if you know what i'm talking about get at me i'll see what i can do to make it happen <laughs> that was like all like i was a big fan of robotech growing up but robotech was more models oh any, God, any sort yeah. of model toy i got a robotech would disintegrate before me i got like a little cyclone I'm like this is great this is uh 
<laughs> but now that I'm older, I have masterpiece Robotech toys that are on display. That's my other guilty pleasure, especially when I look overseas. How much of these? Way too much for me. <laughs> we'll not disclose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, so I mean, this is something that uh, that I learned, you know, what, what, via Malibu. You, you can you can if you buy these things, deduct them from your taxes, write them off. Yeah, of course. Barb's like, what? <laughs> what? I have another <laughs> reason to buy of stuff. All people, you should have known that. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 it, it becomes research for you. Research for. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I will tell you. For, for those of you who, and, and Lydia may remember this as well, if she's still listening. Those of you who remember Tom, Tom Mason. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm, I'm from Mississippi, which really doesn't have much in the way of hillbillies. But that's what Tom used to call me all the time. You hear, anytime I would say something that wasn't, you know, it was kind of silly, he'd say, "You hear, Billy? You don't know, you know." So we were having this conversation one time, and I was, I was kind of complaining about how much something cost, and he said, "Well, what do you care?" He goes, "Just write it off on your taxes." And I'm like, "What? What do you mean, write it off on my taxes?" He said, "Yeah, it's, it's research. You just do it for research. It might have been a movie. I don't remember what." He's like, "Research? Yeah." Any? He goes, "Any movie you see." Any movie you see, any book you see, just write it off as research. I'm like, what? He goes, you hear Billy? He goes, didn't you know that? <laughs> and I'm like, no, I didn't know that. My world opened up because I'm like, yeah, I can, all this stuff that I do anyway, all this this entertainment consumption that I do is research for this other thing that I'm trying to do. So, Mind yeah. Blown. I wrote a lot of stuff off, but no toys. Yep. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, it's one of these things you got to prove. It's like, okay, why do you have this Batman toy? Because I'm creating a character that's similar to Batman, and I need to, you know, I need to have this. Uh, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay, but I want to see Roland do it first before I do it, so I can see how it's done. <laughs> What, write it off on my taxes? No, explain to him why you need Batman to Batman figure oh, the right yeah. to your character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if okay. they believe you, then I'm right behind you. <laughs> <laughs> well, fortunately, knock on wood, uh, I've, I've never had to. But, yeah, if I had to, then and I, – because I keep all my receipts and all that kind of stuff. That's the one thing looking back – yeah, Lydia says Tom is brilliant. I, 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 I agree with that. Uh, one thing, looking back on my own education, Pete, you might can tell us this if uh, if Hubert does this for you. When I finished school, I, I felt like I was equipped to write, but they didn't teach me a single thing about the business of writing. Um, yeah, a lot it's of like, schools don't. I, it's like I got out, and it's like, okay, it's, it's almost like they said, go forth and write. I'm like, yay, yeah. now that I've written, what do I do? I don't know how to do this stuff. I didn't, they didn't cover uh, submitting your work. They didn't cover, you know, rights and, and any, and contracts. So they didn't cover any kind of agreements or anything like that. Nothing. So looking back on, on that now, it's the one thing I really, really wish that my, my degree had, had taught me was, was that kind because that's vital. That's, you know, this is, that's as important, but they didn't even talk about marketing yourself or anything like that. Yeah. And, and looking back on it, that's one of the things that I really wish I had been equipped with early on. We're straying from toys, but 
Yeah, I'd like to do a, um, a podcast sometime about just that sort of thing, what to equip yourself with, yeah, resumes, yeah. how to put together a resume, stuff like that. Because yeah. I didn't know any of that stuff either, and I was horribly unprepared. The only thing I was prepared for was I was an accountant before I became an artist, a comic book artist, then I went back to accounting and then back to comics. So yeah. I knew enough about the business, the financial side of it, that that, that was a huge help. But yeah. as far as promotion and marketing and how to get your name out there and resumes, it's like, I suck. You know, it was <laughs> it's completely new. It's different now than it was then. It's yeah, it is. Now. And I think yeah. it, it's important to be able to read the room. I mean, that's something that like you do not learn in any school setting, but like yeah. how to judge the room, what people are saying, what's going on. You know, you see people try and hint at things in certain meetings and people just goes over some people's heads. You know, I have some friends that work right now and have young people coming out of college into the interview with their mom and dad because what? Mom and dad one yeah, wow. out of college. Yeah, it's actually becoming a problem. So they like oh mommy God. and daddy are gonna are, are wanting to come into the interview to help negotiate their son's oh uh, my benefits. God. Oh, man. I, I'm serious. They, they actually have to say no where leave your mom and dad at the door. And it it happens fairly often in some jobs. Crazy. You know, negotiate their price. I gotta I gotta yeah, tell you be there. I am blown away. <laughs> as a as a as a as a university instructor, you know, I see I, I see a, a wide range of, of uh, ages. But a lot of what I see is a very young group, you know, fresh out of high school. And you would think, this is 2020, these people, you know, this is, you know, we're years removed from my own high school graduation, right? And you would think that the years from then to now, they're going to be far more prepared for life than I was. <laughs> my, well, we have my, my son just la- yeah my <laughs> son just laughed in our ear so 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 brett is 20 right and so uh it this is it's his age group that, that i talk about i am i am repeatedly surprised at how unprepared for life they yeah. they actually are and well, it's I'm, like yeah you would think that in this stage this age of, of constant information, it would be a different story. I mean, yeah. I came off of a farm in Iowa. You would think that I would be like supremely yeah. unaware of how to live life, but with the little straw dangling from your mouth, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Green like little Ladner. A little Ladner. Yeah. And it, but I, I would I I did just fine. I it's flabbergasting. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I don't know the answer to that. I, I have my my own particular theory. Curtis, you got a theory? What's your theory? I want to hear it. Oh, oh no. I mean, oh. I just I just think it's it's something where it all has to everything has to do with with principles, right? And and then what I mean by that is is lessons aren't isolated. Concepts concepts are infinite. Lessons are isolated, right? Yeah. And so sometimes the issue that you see, and it's not just with one age group, with anybody, is they only know how to apply themselves in one specific instance, but they don't understand the underlying concept. It's like if you, like when you're growing up, your parents tell you, don't look both ways when crossing the street so you don't get hit yeah. by a car. Yeah. But then you cross the train tracks and it's not the street, so you don't need to look either way, right? Yeah. <laughs> hit by a train, you know? But if, 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 if people just in general understand concepts more, the yeah. concept of being a work strong, then that applies infinitely. And I think that's just kind of what you have. You have people that, understand one specific thing but not the bigger concept and that's when we have this is you, i have you a probably lot of see that uh, too Tom, thomas formani check your uh, facebook messages 
Yeah, because I, I see that a lot when I um, young artists are doing Photoshop and stuff, and and when they try to learn new programs, and and I always try to explain the program and what the program is trying to mimic, because all Photoshop and these art programs are trying to mimic stuff that people have been doing by hand for years. Yeah. And once you understand the core concept of what it's trying to mimic, you can like, oh, I get what they're trying to do. But a lot of these young kids are like, it's trying to do what? And it's That's like, like it's trying to anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so like. You know, what's a dodge and a burn if you don't have a camera? Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, it's just one of these things where it's like, okay, I don't, you know. But it's uh, it's definitely um, different to uh, to teach kids, you know, the underlying, like you said, I do agree with Curtis. Like, if you get the underlying concept, you can apply it to a lot of stuff. Yeah. Well, well, it's funny. Go ahead, Curtis. No, I mean, just... One, one one quick anecdote to share it. You know, I, I have I do my martial arts thing. I like comic books, but then I have a day job where I work at a middle school. And at my day job, you know, kids are going to use the office phone, the the analog phone. And so one kid was having an issue using the analog phone. The kid comes up, the phone's not working. Okay, did you dial nine to dial out? Yes. Finally, okay, fine. I get up out of my seat. Let's see how you're doing it. So I go over. The kid goes over to the phone on the wall, picks it up, dials the number, then hits the receiver and hangs up on himself. And I go, why are you doing that? He goes, I'm hitting the send button. (laughs) (laughs) There is no send button. You you can't pick up an analog phone and go like, hey, Siri, you know, it works differently. So again, concept, concept. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's hilarious. Yeah, I... uh... (laughs) That's great. Yeah, I've, I've never heard. I mean, I used to teach, uh, uh, well, I tutored uh, fine arts and the artists to, to, and I used to have students come in. They're always looking for the secret. What's the secret to make me better? Mm-hmm. And I try to explain these concepts. Like, no, just tell me what I need to do to do it better. And I'm like, practice. these are underlying concepts that apply to everything. Grasp these. And they would just kind of walk away confused. He didn't give me the answer. I'm like, well, I did. Yeah. You just you not like seen it. it. Yeah. You didn't like it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's funny, you know, it, it is funny because I, I do see it. Curtis, you probably see a lot of this as students for your, for, for uh, martial arts. Is, is I, my, my students seem to come in and think they're immediately going to, they're in this class, they're immediately going to go from the school magically to a position of a great writer. And I'm like, well, that's not how that works. And I had one student tell me that um, he was going to, I'm about, I teach senior, my my class is senior level. So they're about four months from graduation when when they they come to me. And um, I had one student one time tell me that we were talking and he said, after I graduate, I'm going to do this, right? And I'm like, why are you waiting until you graduate? Well, you know, I'll have my diploma then and then they'll hire me. I'm like, that's not the way that works. I'm (laughs) like, you've got to show them yeah, yeah, your diploma is fine and, and everything, but you know, I tell people, you know, when I was an editor, I never asked for for someone, where did you get your degree? I yeah. never asked that, you know. Yeah. Uh, no. I I always looked, could you do the work? Did you have, did you have the skills that I needed? You know, and maybe the next step or the third step might be, oh well, I really like this this person. Uh, let me let me learn about their background now, right? Oh, they went to the Cuba school. You know that this explains why I'm liking this stuff, right? But I, I, you know, I didn't hire people based on their degree, and I think that there's so much of that. Mm-hmm. And I guess maybe this kind of falls into the um, 
society's falling a little bit on that. Well, what what's the uh, what do we blame all the the zoomer not the zoomers the the, the this generation now? What do we what do we tell them? Uh, Instant gratification. Yeah, the expectations, the entitlement. Entitlement. Thank you, Carlos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's like you're like you're saying with the with the diploma, right? And I deal with this as a, as a martial arts instructor because I teach old school martial arts where we don't have belts, we don't have rank. That's how it used to be done. Yeah. Know? Because. Just like you can't show you can kick somebody's the butt, or you couldn't. Yeah, yeah, you can't just hold up a colored belt and help it defend you, right? The, <laughs> the belt, the, the belt or the diploma is a symbol for the reality, but it's not the real thing. The real thing is no. your skill, right? So you, but people mistake the symbol for the reality, and they're they're, they're two different things. You know, yeah. the proof in the pudding. I mean, like if a, some like there's a, a concert pianist, he doesn't go on onto stage and at Carnegie Hall and hold up his certificate and get the rousing applause from the audience and walk off the stage and says, you know, I'm out. Because right? nobody asked, cares. No, no. I mean, I mean, that's a symbol of what you accomplished, but it really is just a symbol. The symbol yeah. means nothing unless you have what backs it up, yeah. you know? And that's, that's, that's the truth. I have, a, I have a degree I've never used. Yeah. I've, every, yeah. Everything else I've done in my life, I'm, I'm self-taught. I have, a de- I have a degree from college I've never used in, in medical assisting. In? Medical assistant. Oh really? Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> actually, I've actually applied for some jobs where, the, even though I had the experience, because I didn't have the degree, they didn't hire me. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I get that there are some jobs that are that way, but I think in the creative fields, for the most part, that's not that's not the the way it is. Because I know yeah. if my wife is applying for jobs, she has to have there there are jobs that she applies for. You know, she has to have a certain degree in order to get those jobs. You know, and 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 obviously they help a lot. But you know, it, it, one of the things I'm enjoying of like and watching Pete tonight, and Pete's probably saying, "Well, I didn't really have fun." But but watching him <laughs> use this ruler, right? It's a tool of Pete's trade. Now, I don't know if putting a ruler because I don't do it. I don't know if putting a ruler and putting your pencil on that ruler and drawing these straight lines is a whole lot of fun. But in watching Pete do it, now I look at the the image on the screen. And I'm like, wow, that looks really good. But you guys would be surprised, and, and Curtis, you probably saw a whole bunch of them too. You would be surprised at the number of submissions, art submissions we got from artists who who wanted to draw that didn't use tools. You'd see mm-hmm. all these, you know, buildings were like they just freehanded that, and like, what the heck? Why didn't you use a ruler? You know, yeah. you don't need yeah. a degree to, to learn that, <laughs> you know, heck, I got a ruler right here. You know, it's like, why didn't you use a ruler? It's one of your tools. It's like, it's like saying the carpenter would go to build something and not use his level because yeah. he just, he just eyeballed it, you know? So it's, one it's, minute. I enjoy seeing like Pete do this because you see him use the tools, right? But so many artists, so many younger artists I should say, I don't know if it's younger or not, but as an editor, when we used to do all the portfolio reviews, you saw a lot, a lot of samples with, you know, French yep. curves. Hey, wow, I love French curves. Dude, use yeah. a French curve. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> you I can't eyeball that. Who, I had teachers that would, that would like test their, how, and I never got this. They would, how professional they are by what tools they didn't use in Photoshop. And this was just so stupid. They would like, nobody who's a real artist uses a fill bucket. They go to the, they go to the <laughs> menu and go down and hit fill. And I'm like, 
and I was just like, yeah, I was like, well, then fine. I'm going to use the fill bucket all the time. And I was, I was always that way with my teachers. My teachers said not to do something, then I would purposely do it just to irritate him. And, What's wrong uh, I, with the fill bucket? Yeah, faster. He never. They never explained it. It was real artists don't use those tools, and I'm just like, obviously the, they've never had to meet a deadline, have they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm just. I'm listening to, it and I'm just like. Well, that just sounds ridiculous. Well, you, you like, know what, what, I, use... what I always say in that instance is, you know, please come down off the cross. We need the firewood. You know, we got yeah, basically. <laughs> I have a teacher who would oh, sit there. Curtis. He would like sit there and practice drawing straight lines. So he draw a dot and a dot, and he said I would just try to draw like a straight line between two dots and he would just like i'll be on the phone i practice drawing a straight line to make my lines as straight as possible and i'm like oh you could just use a ruler like yeah. roland said i mean and he's like well no real artist i'm like you know what this oh, yeah. you just you make my head hurt dude this yeah. is the same guy who taught me like you know a trick to make the body look bigger i couldn't believe this I actually was shaking my head in class he's like you want somebody to look muscular and bigger shrink the head and make the body bigger and shrink the head down and i'm like <laughs> I'm like really genius. Make the make the body physically bigger than the. I'm hey, like, thank you, hey, Captain probably, Obvious. They, they talk to Rob, right? <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> uh, little hot here, little hot yeah. here, little hot here. Yeah. Hey, I ha- I actually have a story about a teacher. It uh, was my daughter's high school art teacher. And I can't remember exactly what was. Oh, they were trying to say we owed money for something like that or something. And I was went up there to find out what and all. Of course, I've been doing cons and and uh, I think I've just been published on Steam Age Wasteland through Art Art uh, Antarctic Press. And uh, she goes, "I'm a professional. I have a degree." Da, 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 da. And I go, "Excuse me." You think you're a professional just because you have a degree? I said, wise man once said, those who can't teach. And I turned around and walked out. Oh, I know. As you might imagine, as, a, as an instructor, I don't particularly like that saying. That, well, I, the only reason why I popped it out was because of the way she was acting. No, I, I, I totally get that. And, and I, will, I will say this. There are a lot of people that I teach with. That have very much that that added that kind of attitude is like you know, I have a degree. I am your teacher. I know this stuff. Now I, I, I'm sure none of them are listening, so I, I don't feel uh, I don't have a problem saying this. But I look at them and I'm like, okay, so what have you done? Oh, that's right. You have a degree, and that's it. You've never yeah. done anything. You know, it's like do something, publish something, work on something, write something, get something done, then. I'll listen to you, but just yeah. because you've got a piece of cowhide from a university <laughs> doesn't mean doesn't mean squat. And so then I was yeah I was uh, I I started to learn teachers are just people, and so you could take what you you know take what works for you, and then kind of leave the rest. Yeah, but um, yeah, well, and that's I've, the same I've, thing I say about criticism as well. You know, when yeah. you when you when you get criticism, even if it's all negative, there there's well you have to learn, and negative stuff is hard to hear, right? But right. there's there's generally a germ of truth yes. in it that even if the crit, 
critiquer doesn't know how to say it tactfully or they don't right. know how to how to put it in there's there, there's generally a germ or a kernel of some truth there so the worst thing you can do is get angry at the critiquer for for, for saying bad things about your work and instead say thank you and then try to figure out okay i don't like what they said but what was the root of what they said? What is that kernel? What is that germ that they were trying to say, right. but they exactly. didn't say it, but they didn't say it effectively, you know? Right. That was something I had to learn early on. Oh my yeah. My first critique was horrible. My first critique was horrible. Yeah. Can you remember? Oh, I had who? it really bad. I had one guy tell me to go back to art school. It took me a while and I couldn't figure <laughs> out. But yeah. I remember I showed him like the the book I showed him was very cartoon, very stylized. And he and he was a former ed- apparently he was an editor at DC who had been laid off, which made me very suspect. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but um but he said, No, I this is horrible. You you, you want to work in comics and he gestured to like this Batman comic and I'm like well, yeah, I want to work in comics, but I don't, I don't want to draw Batman. Yeah, like that, like, and that's where his 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 flaw, the disconnect between our communication is. He's thinking, well, you want to draw superheroes, and I'm like, well, no, not necessarily. I mean, I want to draw other. I mean, there's lots of other stuff. Yeah, and so I think that was kind of a disconnect. So I didn't take what he said personally, but um, it was, yeah, there was. He was a little, he was, he was a little suspect of a guy. I don't know. There was. <laughs> Something he was I apparently said I, I own Oni Comics and maybe he did I don't know Whoa. I never looked at him I just remember he was very kind of just seemed very kind of belligerent a little bit towards me and I was like okay, hmm. okay. we can probably guess who that is you might be able to he, <laughs> yeah I mean yeah. now you have was, to take your negative criticisms and and pick them apart dispassionately yeah you know, dispassionately. take the emotion. Yeah, take the emotion out of it, examine what they said, yeah. look at your stuff, and say, did he have a point? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah it's hard one, to do, but you have to do that. It is hard right. to do. In yeah. my case, it was, what did she mean? <laughs> yeah. trying, to, trying to understand what she was saying? Yeah, who, who the, the person who gave me your critique. Uh-huh. Now, was this the uh, teacher, or was this a comic book person? This was a comic book person. Okay. This is one of the few uh, female anchors in comics that did a critique for me. Barbara? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that was easy. It wasn't Barbara. I was like, I remember John now. (laughs) (laughs) It was was, uh, uh, Diana Greenlay. I don't even know that name. I don't either. Uh, she's, She's done some stuff. I can't okay. remember everything she did. She even did some stuff for the Deadpool movie, poster wise, stuff like that. But interesting. Yeah, she did a critique on on me, and I was like, "Holy crap!" I just got destroyed. <laughs> yes, yeah. I had to sit back. I had to sit back for a day and like process it. <laughs> Reevaluate your life. Hey, oh man, I'm like, how does she know I use this? <laughs> You're watching me doing this. See, when I do critiques, I will, I will try to be honest, but I will also point out the good things that people yeah. think. Yeah. Because you can't crush them completely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. I, I still talk to her after I processed it and I did, and kind of went through everything. I, re- I knew what she meant and what she, what she was meaning. So. You gotta I tell can people see what Bar- they're doing right too. 
I can Thank see you. Barbara's good compliment. You got the ink on the paper. Congratulations! <laughs> <laughs> you well, this is really nice and black. Some of my early, early inks <laughs> were horrible. Oh, yeah, but you know what? That's that's. I mean, that's the way it starts, right? Yeah. You, you know, I I don't know if Tommy is still listening, but uh, I, I love to tell the story about Thomas Formanti, and that, and, and Tommy's probably going to get tired of me telling it because I tell it frequently so much. <laughs> um, because what what happened is back when when I first got in, I got in with well, you know Mitch Bird and Stephen Butler, uh, doing Cat and Mouse, and uh, Stephen and I, uh, Stephen and I were roommates. This is just just after I graduated college. Stephen and I were roommates. Tommy uh, was kind of in the same circles as us, but but he would come to our house and show us inking samples. They were terrible. I mean, they were horrible. And but he would come. Oh. But he would come. And Tommy knows this. He he knows that. He, Tom, I, Tommy knows I love. I him. can't look at my first uh, stuff. Oh my god. Well, but the thing about it, he would come like like every week or every other week. I mean, it, like clockwork. And, and of course, you know you 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 know Tommy. Tommy's like a great guy, right? So he'd come. Hey, you got any more pages for me? And of course, you know we'd have photocopies for him. He would take those photocopies. He would leave, and you know he would come back the very next week having inked those pages. And, you know, Stephen Butler mostly would do it. But, you know, I would sit down with him and, and talk about it, his stuff as well. And he just, just like clockwork, he would come back. And one time he just stopped coming. And, you know, Stephen and I were sitting around talking, hey, you know, you think we made Tommy mad? You know, because, uh, you know, we were telling him the thing, the problems that we, he was having. And uh, out of nowhere, and probably I don't know how much time went by several weeks couple of months probably i don't know the exact time but there was a there was a span of time maybe six months and we get a knock on our door and there's tommy and so we catch up talk about he goes so hey can i show you some inks well yeah you know we were kind of been wondering what's going on with you and he showed us the inks and we're like wow dude this is really good what have you been doing you know he goes well I've been coming down here and getting feedback from you and going back home and practicing, right? <laughs> We're like, oh, okay, okay, you know? And Stephen, I don't remember what it was. Tommy probably does. But Stephen had something then that he literally just said, hey, you want to ink this? And he handed he handed something to for Tommy to ink right then and there on the spot. And uh, I, I just, I always use that example as someone who, Tommy, this is something Tommy wanted to do. And he, he worked and he worked and he worked and he worked and he worked. He just kept doing page after page after page after page, you know. And like I said, some of those first pages were terrible, but he just he just worked and worked and worked and worked and, and you know, figured out eventually what he was doing. And, you know, I, I would argue today that, that, you know, Tommy's a fantastic inker. He is a uh, very, very good inker. Yeah. And I think a big part of that is, is there's, a, there's this critical moment, right, where there's people that get in their mind what they want to do based on what they think it's going to afford them. Like, I'll be an artist because it's going to give me accolades and all this stuff. Yeah. And then there's people who genuinely just love the art for the art sake. Yeah. And when they hit that, that wall, that harsh criticism, that's when you know which side of the fence they're on. Because the yeah. people that were just in there for what they thought they could get out of it, They'll fall by the wayside, but the people yeah. who love doing it because they love doing it are the ones that'll stick it out. And those right. are the people that that take the criticism as I, I find from my experience, just in a lot of things. Some people want to be told how great they are. Some people want to actually be told how to improve. 
<laughs> I worked for some writers who wanted to be told how great they are. Back in my Ultraverse days. <laughs> if you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen. That's right. If That's you're right. not learning, you're dead. That's what yeah. I like telling yeah. folks. Yeah. Yeah. I just can't imagine not learning. I mean, you know, half my life is gone and I'm still learning. Yeah. yeah. If you ever come to the point where you think you know everything, it's time to quit. It is. <laughs> I agree. Because you've lost the passion. Yep. It's time to go do something else. Yep. If, if you if you really feel that you know everything about that thing, whatever it is, then yeah, it's it's uh, it's time to move on. That's right. All right. Well, it's it's uh, it's ten fifty. It's time to uh, it's time to kind of wrap this up. So, Bert, it's been fun to kind of uh, watch you color there. Uh, as a reminder, uh, you are coloring pendulum. pendulum two. Yeah, pendulum issue two, and uh, looking very good there. And Pete, I I, I know that scene because now that you've uh, yeah. now that Pete's- you've penciled in uh, behind those bars, yes. I I know what scene this is from the story. Yes. So, Pete, you're working on what there? This the page 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 nine. Page nine of. I'm jumping uh, around a bit, so I've gone back to page nine now. Uh, this is Champion and Miss Fury, page Champion nine. and Miss Fury. Right. Tentatively yeah. called, yes. Yep, yep. Yeah, I guess probably about the time you get to page 15, I guess we need to get real serious about a about a title. Not long now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a big decision, though, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's one of those that, uh, you know, sometimes the titles come pretty easy. Sometimes they're like, ah, so, <clears throat> I mean, could tentatively just go with Champion of Miss Fury, but I don't know. I'm I'm thinking that there's something out there that that's uh, that's going to be stronger than that. Don't know what it is yet, but I'm 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 thinking it's still out you there. You could do so. like Furious Champion. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think Oven uh, <laughs> Oven suggested uh, Laws and Claws. Laws, oh, <laughs> there you go. Claws, yeah. Cool. I like that. I like that. <laughs> so, so anybody anybody got any any final uh, word thoughts on uh, on on toys? I got, I got one thing. It's not, it's not about toys, but just because we were talking about Roberta and, and, and Peter's work and just all the artists' work, um, and you know, just to kind of for the people watching now or, or later. The cool thing about this show is, and it's such a great resource, is watching, like watching Roberta color or watching Pete or John or you know everybody do their stuff or Barb. You have no idea the opportunity that you have to actually watch it being done live. I mean, what I love most watching everybody do their art isn't just because it's cool art. I actually get to see how they think and how they yeah. problem solve, you know, like, 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 like when I see Pete do his sketches in the rough, you know, red, and you can kind of see him start to kind of develop. That's a huge opportunity. So for, for the people who want to be in the industry or, or already in and just want to see how people do things, it's, it's such a cool resource that everybody has that opportunity. Cause I, I, I take a full advantage watching, it, you know? Yeah. So just thought I, I'd mention it. It's really cool to see how people think. You know? Yeah, it is, I agree. it is really cool. Yeah, it's funny because when when people ask me, I I still do this, and people look over my shoulder and watch me draw. If they ever ask me what I'm drawing, I always have the same response. I always tell them your mom. I always, <laughs> <laughs> and they always just look at me, and I'm like, look, if you can't figure out what I'm drawing at the moment, then I'm failing as an artist. So I mean, it's it's some capacity. It's well, like sometimes yeah. it does have to take shape. It does have know? to take shape. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I never I've said actually, I was the kindest person. I just... <laughs> I've actually been um, 
I've been kicking around the idea of, you know, we, we talk about this, these craft things and I really, I like the idea of us doing that. Part of it is kind of figuring out how to make it work. And so I've actually been toying around uh, the idea of maybe just having, you know, all right, today, you know, today we're going to, we're going to sit with Pete and we're going to just watch Pete work and he's going to talk about what he's doing as he's working. And, and you know, instead of having a, a, all the pencilers show up kind of thing, is yeah. do one at a time. Here's Pete. Here's how Pete does it. Okay. The next time we do a penciler, well, well here's uh, here's Aaron. Here's how Aaron tackles penciling and, and how he you know lays out the page and and that kind yeah. of thing. So so because part of what, what kind of what Curtis was saying, part of what I like about the and what I've liked about the past craft shows is that you've seen different artists tackle things in a different way. And I like that because I think it reinforces the idea that there's not just one way to skin a cat, right? I mean, you can, you can, you can, as long as you get it done, that's really kind of what, what matters. Yeah. 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 Might do that for anchors and stuff too. I mean, I'd be curious to see, I mean, I almost see this coming from Barbara, like her ideas of traditional inking versus digital inking. So she's getting the digital inking, like the benefits and negatives. That might be kind of interesting. Well, I can tell you one thing from my experience, because I came from Northridge University Mm -hmm. and learned painting, learned illustration. Just the one I bought at home that I played around with. So I was at Malibu, they're like, you know, this was the infancy of Photoshop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not exactly like everyone's program. So the people that worked on it did photo retouching, not art. Yeah, y'all used like Photoshop 2.0, didn't you? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 2.5. Okay. 2.5 and then 3. Wow. We stuck with 3 for a long time. I found digital much faster. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. the computers were as fast as we thought, that would have been better. I know that. Yeah. You know, technology <laughs> had to catch up with itself, but yeah. But what I found absolutely fascinating was that I did these acrylics in school, and I could have the same exact look on my on my digital image. I'm like, that's my style. <laughs> still, that's weird. yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's still yeah. there, like translated. It's just figuring out how to use the tools of Photoshop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You you can you can mimic just about anything, I guess, on, on Photoshop if you know how to use the tools, right? You can Well, I can... use Malibu as the example of I I learned Photoshop well enough on my own, but I learned what's faster with yeah. Malibu. Yeah. 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 And you know, I, I think it's funny that you say that because I think one of the things that one of the most difficult things for a young artists to to learn well and i know a couple of seasoned artists too is 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 to how to make it happen faster right well, we were we were talking to a, an artist recently and he was and he was doing his pages and he was literally he had these great big areas of black and he was literally shading in all these blacks and i'm like dude put an x there let the inker do it like yeah. you don't need all of that because that you know I can imagine you would yeah like Pete showing the X's there yeah <laughs> yeah the tool and then yeah. there's this big brush that I have that does it faster right and that's it I mean this is one of those things it's like you know if Pete would sit there and do all that I don't know how long that would take but you're you're looking at at least probably five minutes to shade all that in as you're just sitting there shading that in I'm like good grief come on 
Have yeah, you, I you, love the fill tool on the on the this in my <laughs> big black areas. I love the fill tool. That works. Yeah. Great. So tell me, Barbara, since you're an inker, did you ever, and John too, did you ever get just the mess of the inker actually instead of filling in the blocks, just inking the X and sending it back to him? <laughs> <laughs> no. Just to see what that say. <laughs> That's cool, Aaron. <laughs> oh no! Wasn't that brave? Well, there was an X there, so I just eat so it. I just eat the X. <laughs> I was never that brave, no. No. I don't know. We'll but... Maybe we'll find out here, at like page ten on Fire Rush number two. Fire Rush, we'll find <laughs> out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, these X's. I value Does... having my job. Says yeah. John the Eager to Aaron the Penciler. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Well, let's let's uh, go around the uh, go around the row here and tell everybody where they can find you online. Curtis, we'll start with you. Where can everybody find you on the interwebs? Sure, uh, you can find me on Facebook. It's uh, Curtis Fujita, Curtis with a K. Um, and you can also find me on Instagram and YouTube. See my martial arts school. That's Tiger Crane 805, hmm. and also on Facebook, Tiger Crane. Now, are you still making new training videos? Yes, yes. Every week I'm doing, thank you, thank you for the lead-in. I'm every, every week I'm putting out a, a new video showing part of our online program. We're doing an online program now, so if you want to learn Kung Fu or Tai Chi, uh, we have a cool online program with multiple components, and um, it's pretty neat. We actually got some guys, a guy from Africa contacting me and a guy from Australia, so Whoa, so, cool. I'm hoping to get my first international student. Sweet. Uh, so Canada, nice. Canada, your closest Canada. I'm waiting for you. You're first. That's right. Curtis. Cool. Right. Very cool. Well, congratulations <laughs> yeah. on that, Curtis. Thank you. Thank you. Barb, what about you? Where can folks find you on the interwebs? All right. I show this every time, but people have, Here it comes. With, people have problems with my last name. That's how it's spelled. Kalberg, K-A-A-L-B-E-R-G. You can find me on Twitter. Instagram and Facebook under that name. I'm the only Barbara Kilberg on the interwebs. So, yeah, people occasionally ask me, like, at a show, how to say your name, and I always say kale, like the you know, like yeah. the, the nasty green leaf you eat. Yep, kale like that. But I know, I know sometimes Barb, and and of course you know how much I love you, so I, I'm assuming that I get forgiveness. Sometimes I actually say Kalberg, like 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 Cal. You know, I know your name. I mean, I, I know it, but it's the it's the Mississippi coming out at me, and me sometimes. Like, yeah, Barb Kalberg. No, no, it's Kalberg. I know that. Yeah, well, I think it probably originally was supposed to be Kalberg, but when they hmm. moved to America, they probably Americanized it. I don't know. It's the married name. But, <laughs> but yeah, I've, I've been called so Coltenberg. Right? Yeah, Coltenberg, Kalberg, Kalberg, and everything in between. So it. A lot of people miss that it's two A's in there, though, so yeah. I, I try to show my spelling. <laughs> Pete, what about you? Where can folks find you on the interwebs? Oh, uh, it's very simple. Uh, it's Peter Clinton Art, and that's the same on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, Instagram is the best place to go. Just okay. um, uh, bump my followers up. Um, but no, that has all the links to pretty much everything else I do on there um including my room 23 comics with the last witch finder and my web tunes cool. and you get all the teasers from champion and miss fury on Instagram. Sweet. oh cool 
Yeah, I, I need to, you know, there's just so many. I, I need to, to go there more often, but I, I don't. John, what about you, Mr. Vampire? Where can we find uh, you online? You can find me on the interwebs. Hiding <laughs> around on the dark web. Don't go there, actually. Um, <laughs> but uh, Roman has... Yeah. I'll put all the links down below since John's apparently in the middle of a storm in, in Memphis. Roberta, what about you? Where can people find you on the interwebs? Uh, you can just find me on Facebook under Roberta Conroy. Uh, still working on getting an Instagram together, so it's not up yet. Okay. It will be. Well, that's one of the things that I know that the the the, the, the Silverline streams help you do because yeah. I know Brent uh, Brent Larson, Kayla's mm-hmm. uh, writer, he did not have anything other than Facebook when we first started doing all this. I think now he's got a, both a Twitter and an Instagram. I think. Yeah, so, me out. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Mike, what about you? Where can folks find you on the interwebs? Well, you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram on Mike W Belcher. And then you can find my comic, Man in the Mask, at amkcomics.com. Which you should go read right now. Absolutely. Go there now. Yep. And if you're listening and you're like, well, where is it? Well, it's down there. Just go look at the link. Uh, Aaron, what about you? Where can folks find you on the interwebs? Uh, You can find me on Facebook. Uh, My last name, uh, Aaron. I think Aaron Humphreys. I have, have, uh, and then I have a Humphreys illustration which is my business. So I have a few. Just look at my name. You'll find me. Um, Instagram, mm-hmm. it's ALH3810. Um, that's my Instagram handle. Then I have Webtoons. I do Godlings on my Webtoons. And uh, then I have Humphreys Illustration on my website. You can go to my website. I have all sorts of stuff. Uh, good. Online. Yeah, yeah. The more, more places for people to find you and, and uh, experience the Aaron goodness. Yes, all the goodness on that I put on the interwebs. Yeah, except that you're mean, so that you, they won't talk to you. They just look at your your art, right? Look, just because I growl at people doesn't mean I'm mean. It's just, it's just a threat display. <laughs> Alpha posturing. Yeah. Right. yeah, I know. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm Roland. You can find me on uh, Facebook. You can find me on Twitter at Man Roland. Uh, I am on Instagram, and as you just heard me say earlier, I, I I try to get there more often, but I frequently fail at doing that. So just look me up, find me there. And until next time, remember to make mine silverline. Thank you for listening to the Silverline podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. We know we ramble sometimes, but we have fun. And after all, isn't that what comics are all about? We hope you'll follow us on all our social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, Reddit, MeWe, Gab, and whatever new thing pops up between now and the time you listen to us. Please like, follow, share, and remember, make mine Silverline.